Have you ever wondered if you're sharing too much personal information or the wrong kind of thing in social media? Do you have friends who you are certain they don't know that they are oversharing in social media? Well, today we'll talk about some of the do's and don'ts. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Now, before we go too far, let me say that there are exceptions to every rule. These are guidelines. There are always exceptions. There are always people who, you know, they kind of break all of these rules and it still works. So just consider these, I think, specifically for yourself and as tempting as it might be to specifically think of someone who you'd like to, you know, let them know that they're oversharing in social media. Perhaps a better way to handle it might be to share this episode. You could let them know. I found this really interesting. I think you would too. And the way you share a podcast, I think a lot of people don't realize it's pretty simple. Just while you're listening, you can go to the very bottom and there's that kind of standard icon that looks like a square with an arrow pointing up. And when you tap on that, you can email the podcast episode or you can actually text it to someone. And I appreciate those of you who do that. So thank you so much. All right, let's get to it. So how much is too much in social media? I think we all know someone who we like in real life, but when we look at their content online, it makes us like them less. Do you know what I mean? Like they're really likable in person, but then when you look at their feed, it feels like they're self-centered, kind of full of themselves, less inspirational and more showing off. And then there are those people who are really interesting and have great content and they're wonderful to spend time with, but their content online, the social media that they share is so kind of lackluster. And neither of these approaches are really serving the person who is posting. Easy as it is to pick apart other people's social media. Today, I'm going to ask you to really focus on your own. Although from time to time, I'm going to use examples and another person's social media account may pop up into your head. That's okay. I really do want you to be reflective and self-aware and take an honest inventory of how you're using social media. So today, I'm going to breeze through a list of questions which will allow you to quickly determine if you can improve your social media presence. But before we even go there, you might be asking yourself, do I care? Like, why do I need to have a better social media presence? You need to care, whether you have a business or not. This is social media, and your presence in social media is the new currency. It's what will allow you to secure the right job. It's what your kids, friends, parents look at to figure out if you're the kind of person who they want to send their kids to spend some time with. It is how you're attracting customers. It is how your potential mate is going to evaluate who you are and what you are about. So you you can't just dismiss it. It's you're broadcasting to the world who you are and what you're about. So we should give it a little more consideration. The very first question I want you to ask yourself is, Looking at the last, say, month worth of posts, you know, you can even scale it back more than that. If you want to just look at the last week worth of posts that you created either on Facebook or Instagram, Pinterest, wherever it is, you do the majority of your posting, the majority of your interacting. Simply look at each post and ask yourself this question and you'll either say yes or no. Does this post help or inspire someone? It doesn't have to, okay? It really doesn't because sometimes It can just be to entertain someone. Number two question. Is this post for me 
to feel better about myself or have I created it to serve others and to connect with others? Let me give you an example. If by chance you're going through a really difficult time and I don't want to make anybody cry, but like, let's just say that you recently lost your dog and you also found out that your wife has breast cancer. And maybe you decide instead of journaling or turning to a friend that you're going to take to Facebook and kind of share what you're going through. Well, there's a way to do that that is really about, you know, asking others to pour into you, kind of letting them know that you're hurting, letting them know that you're going through something difficult. And I think that's okay from time to time. And in fact, it might also allow you to connect with other people who are going through the same thing. So it is okay sometimes to post something that you're just looking for other people who can either help, can pour into you, or who you can connect with because they've been through something or they've figured something out and you're, you're just kind of reaching out to your friends in social media to help you. In that case, just you want to make sure that you're not doing a lot of that because we all know someone who it seems like every week they're going through something. They've are constantly fighting with strangers, with neighbors, with family members. There's always a black cloud over them. They're always turning to social media and letting the world know that everything goes wrong. And then they'll throw in like a positive line at the end, like, but it's okay, I've got hope. But meanwhile, they're posting that same type of content routinely. So take a look and ask yourself how often is it that you turn to social media so that others can help lift you and serve you or so that you can connect with people on a particular problem or challenge that you're going through? I am not saying that you should never do that, but you do want to minimize it because you've got to think of social media as kind of like an emotional bank. You're either pouring into people or you're making a withdrawal. And you want to make sure that the majority of the time, if you want to come out ahead, if you want that rich feeling you know, that you're really helping others, you can't always withdraw. You can't always, no matter how positive you put that spin at the end of your post, you have to make sure that you're also serving and connecting and lifting others up more often than you are making a withdrawal. Next, is what I'm posting authentic to who I am or am I kind of trying to fabricate and create this brand or image that doesn't really feel authentic or real? Like, I feel like a lot of people do this when we first start out, and I think it's okay. The best way to get started sometimes is to look at people who we aspire to be like and who we hope to take on more of their traits and we're attracted to, and you can't help but just watch what they're posting and kind of start to copy it, you know? And I think where it becomes dangerous is when we're doing that in hopes that that's what we'll become and in hopes that that's the look and feel that we'll give off to other people, but it's truly not authentically who we are. I see this most often, personally, when I know someone in real life and then I watch them on video and they will use this, like I like to call it a video voice and a video personality where I'm like, okay, I know them and they don't talk like that. They're talking like a radio personality or they're talking like a YouTube blogger or you know, they're, they're like trying to take on someone else's personality and I'm like, I don't know that person. And it's a little dated, to be honest, because a lot of what we're watching for inspiration is outdated. We're watching old YouTube videos, we're watching other people's content, and they're copying other people, and it just starts to feel really, really inauthentic. 
And that's why I think if you really want to stand out, you have to stop talking like you know you're on video or like you know you're in social media, but that's not really how you talk. It's not really who you are. You're trying to almost impersonate other people you've seen in social media. So it's like, it's not your voice. It's not your tonation. It's not the way you speak. And it comes across really inauthentic. Ah, I see this with a lot of people. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think you want to be aware of it. Does it feel like you're trying to copy so-and-so? Just take a look at yourself. If you showed that last video that you posted or that last 10-second Snapchat clip to your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, your spouse, and said, is this how I talk to you? <laughs> no, you'd never use that voice. And you know, you're like, hello, don't forget to follow me live on Facebook. I'll be there at 4 p.m. Like, if they know you don't talk like that, then it just means you don't have to polish it up so much because that is actually going to detract from the people who are authentically going to be attracted to you. Because we can just kind of tell when somebody is being phony baloney and it takes practice to be you and to not worry so much if that was good enough, if that was perfect, if I said it the right way. And I'm just telling you, I don't even have to tell you this. I'm just pointing out something you already know. That the people who speak to you the way they speak to their friends, like right now you're listening to this podcast, and I really hope that you understand that this is how I talk to my girls and my dudes. This is how we chat. This is how we talk. So this isn't my podcast voice. I will try to enunciate things a little bit more clearly, but that's just so that you understand what I'm going to say. But I'm not trying to copy anybody. And it took me some time to get that down and understand that it would better serve me to just truly be me and to talk the way that I talk and to post the way that I post and, you know, to look the way that I look. On that note, how cleaned up do you want your social media to be, right? So if we're talking about right now, the question that you want to ask yourself is how authentic is what I'm posting? How authentic am I when I'm on video in social media, when I'm posting a 10 second clip or a one minute clip or a going live on Facebook? How real is this? And for me, I always, like, I'm on vacation right now while I'm recording this, just going to get it done while everybody's sleeping, but I have my hair and makeup done, and you can't see me, and I'm just with my friends and family, but that's who I am. Like, that's authentically me. I love putting on makeup. You've heard this before if you've listened to my podcast. I enjoy it the way some people enjoy cooking. It relaxes them. It's kind of like meditation for me. I do it very, very slowly. I'm not that good at it. It just forces me to use my hands and not multitask, but I really think and I daydream and I thought about this podcast this morning while I was putting on my makeup. So that's like authentic to me. You're not going to knock on my door at 7 p.m. at night on a Sunday and find me without looking decent. Like I spend some time trying to make myself look presentable because I like to do that. I do that for me. I literally do that for me if I'm by myself all day and I'm not going to see anyone. I still spend 10 minutes putting myself together, even if that just means plopping on some lashes, pulling my hair into a nicely combed ponytail, putting on some lip gloss, I feel better. So that's authentic to me. But if it's really inauthentic to you, well then, what's the right answer? Should you show people what's really going down? I think that's up to you. I can tell you this, that with the generations that are coming up, right, which they call Generation C, they don't like the hair and makeup and the perfectly coiffed look. It, it, it is not interesting or appealing to them. So I don't want you to use me as the standard, 
you just have to know who it is you're speaking to. I think most of my girls, like my demographic is like 30, I think it's 30 to 55. That's where the heaviest chunk of my demographic is. And those women, not all, but tend to like, okay, yeah, like put yourself together, please. Thank you very much. I like to look at the hair. I like to look at the makeup. And, you know, we talk about those things. But for Generation C, they don't want to see any of that. They don't want to see any retouched photos. They don't want to see perfection. They want to see you a hot mess. And that has greater appeal. So I'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm just telling you it should be authentic. It should be for you, the way you feel best, the way that feels real for you. I'm not going to tell you whether you should you know, look like you're more put together, but I will tell you this, whatever it is you put out in social media, it should match your brand. So if what you're branding to people is how to get their lives in order and how to you know, live a better life and something that's more simplistic and to minimize and to spend less time and money on the way you look, well, then it would make sense for your brand for you to not have hair and makeup done and to have a more minimalistic background. And you know, just think about your brand. Like, what's the message you're trying to send to people? And make sure that what you're posting is authentic to you. But don't try to create it. Don't try to fake it. Because, dude, we can see that a mile away. It makes me laugh sometimes when I see people post. I'm like, oh my gosh, they don't even realize they're doing a cheap impersonation of so-and-so. And that's a bummer because I bet they're far more interesting when they are just themselves. Next question you want to ask yourself is this. What is the point of this post? And that's a really simple question. What is the point of this post? Because you need to ask yourself, is it because it's interesting, entertaining, helpful, funny, meant to serve, or looking for help, meaning looking for input, looking for feedback yourself? So it's, it's going to fall into one of those categories, right? Because if it's not in any of those categories, then why, why the heck are you posting it? Right. And then when you answer the question, is it interesting or entertaining or funny? There should be an addendum to that question, which is, is this interesting, entertaining, helpful or funny to someone who's a stranger to me? Because if everything you post is kind of an inside joke, I guess that makes sense if you're not looking to ever grow your social media or to kind of, you know, share who you are with the world or make the right impression on people who don't know you yet. But for most of us, I mean, that's why you're using social media. Otherwise, you should probably be texting those funny things to your friends. But for the most part, we're just trying to make an impact on our world, whether it's our tiny little corner and our 30 followers or 30,000 or 300,000 followers. But it's important to keep in mind that the person who's looking at your social media doesn't know you yet. So use that as a litmus test. Is this interesting, entertaining, helpful, funny? or meant to serve a stranger, someone who doesn't know me yet? And that answers the question, what's the point of this post? Next, ask yourself if what you're about to post may offend some people. And it's okay, FYI, to offend some people. It really is. But before you do that, before, because that's a risk, right? Like when you offend some people, that means some people are going to come for you. And I think you have to carefully consider if it's worth it to offend some people. And I'm just going to give you my own personal take on this. I know sometimes when I post things about my own personal views and my beliefs that it is going to offend some. And I ask myself, is what I'm going to post central to who I am? Meaning, 
let's say that I really love, (laughs) this is the truth. I really love explicit rap music. I love it. I love it so much and gets me pumped up, but it's not central to who I am. I like it, but could I do without it? Of course. Would I probably like the same songs if I could find clean versions of them? Yeah. Yeah. I like the explicit lyrics. It makes me feel like I'm gangster, but it's not like central to who I am. And by that, I mean, I'm not necessarily trying to attract people who only like those kind of lyrics too. You know what I'm saying? So it's not central to who I am. Conversely, I am also a Christian. And I know that sometimes when I mention that, that offends some people. But that's okay with me because it is central to who I am. And yes, I am trying to attract people who have a belief in a higher power. They don't have to be Christians, but I want them to know that I am. I want people to know that that is who I am because I don't want them to find out that later and think, well, gosh, I didn't know that about her and I find that offensive. I want them to know that up front and they can do with that as they may, whether you are Jewish or Buddhist or an atheist. That's fine. That is your decision. I have love for all people and I do believe that sometimes it's God's purpose to close your eyes to faith for whatever reason in this moment. So it doesn't bother me, but I do want you to know that in advance because it is central to who I am. So when you're putting things out there, you have to ask yourself, this may offend some people, but is it central to who I am? Another example is politics. Of course I voted. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for because it's not central to who I am. It's not something that is like a part of me. I hate politics. Sorry. And I also think that it takes a very odd individual to want to be the president of the United States. Oh my gosh, I can't think of a worse thing in the world to do, but God bless our presidents, past and future, for taking on that responsibility. But I'm not going to talk to you about politics because it is not central to who I am. So it is not worth offending you about those things. Another example is, I believe that people who are gay have a right to be married. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think God made them that way. And that's going to offend some of you. You'll never listen to another podcast. You're going to unfollow me on every single social media platform. You're going to send me letters. And that's okay, because that is central to who I am. I love people. So I hope those are good examples to help you understand what I mean by putting out content that you have to assume people are going to be offended by and asking yourself, is this a battle I'm okay losing? Because I will never change your mind. You have an opinion on these things one way or the other, but they are central to who I am. I'm not going to try to change your opinion, but I'm also not going to hide that it is mine because those are pretty big things for me. Next question. Does my social media make other people feel bad? And that's a tough one to answer, right? How do you know? Well, I'll tell you this. You can't gauge it simply by the comments that people are leaving and the likes because Generally speaking, we're addicted to social media because most of it's pretty positive. Most people are giving you a like and saying something nice. They just are. Most people don't want to start a fight. Most people aren't rude enough to let you know that your post made them feel bad or made them not like you or made them think differently of you. They're just going to make a note to self and move on. So it's important for you to just kind of look at it and go, am I showing off a little bit too much? Is it too much about my body? And if your body is like the only thing you have going for you, well, okay. But I bet you've got a lot more going for you than that. 
And if that's all you're posting, just keep in mind that that's all that you're attracting is people are really kind of only interested in your physique. But there's so much more to you. If what you're posting is all like lifestyle and, oh gosh, it's hard for me to tell you things that come to mind without you being able to figure out who I'm talking about. But just know that I'm not speaking about someone who I currently follow. But I happened to scroll through a person's account the other day and every other photo was them like casually getting out of their $200,000 car with their, you know, $1,500 shoes on and, oh, just casually, you know, grabbing their cup of Starbucks with their $150,000 watch on and you could see it next to the, you know, $5,000 purse. It's like, this is all so staged and so phony. And, and then there's a picture of them on their yacht and then there's a, or, or somebody else's and they're just posing on it. And then there's a picture of them, you know, with their shopping bags. And you're just like, really? Really? I don't know. To me, I like looking at those pictures, but I don't like you. That's <laughs> the honest truth. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I look at those pictures. And I'm like, this is so phony baloney. Oh, you just casually had your like Louboutin purse next year you know, $150 watch and you're picking up your, like, really, really? Oh, there was just somebody there as you were stepping out of your vehicle so we could just perfectly see the bottom of your shoes and, you know, the logo for your Bentley. Like, really, really? For me, I look at that stuff and I'm like, oh, this is so masking someone who feels that they are not enough. So they want to show you that they have all these things. My opinion. That's just my opinion. It turns me off. I still look at it though. So those posts are still getting a lot of views, right? They still get a lot of views. They still get a lot of likes, a ton of likes. But who are you attracting and what do people really see? They don't see you, that's for sure. They're not seeing you. That is for sure. Do you want to mix up some stuff that's inspirational? Sure. And for the record, it's quite possible that you are in a field or a line of work where you need to inspire people to dream big, to believe that it's possible, and to know that they can accomplish anything that they want. They can drive the vehicle that they desire. They can have the house of their dreams. And so you mix in some of these posts intermittently. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. My personal opinion is it's when it's overwhelmingly so much. And we don't even see you. We just see this lavish lifestyle. And it's hard to understand what it is you're all about, you know, except perfection, which honestly, people love to see those posts, but it does make them judge themselves against it. So a mix, right? Like just take a look at your stuff and ask yourself, what is this saying about me? And who is it attracting? And how does it make other people feel? Trust me, I know I am guilty of this myself. And it's not to do it braggadociously or to like, oh, hey, look at all the things I have. I make no apologies about the fact that I have worked really hard to work really smart. And because of that, I enjoy some nice things, right? And sometimes they're in my photos, but I'd never do it to be braggadocious or for you to think that that's what my life is about. And I will equally post things that I can buy for $9. And I'll also show you the knockoffs of things that I buy. You know, so it's more like it's about my life and not trying to generate or create something that's not authentic. You know, I mean, you do know that there are countless people in social media who the cars they're driving, they do not own. The homes that they live in, they are renting. The clothes that they're wearing are borrowed and or paid for by sponsors. Like, you know, so they're, they're really trying to perpetrate this lifestyle that leaves them feeling empty because they can barely afford to do it, but it's kind of for the show. I mean, there are 
so many people who just rent a driveway full of cars to impress others. And it isn't because they're bad people. It isn't because they're not interesting. It's because they feel like that's all that you might be interested in. They feel like you'll find them more valuable if they have these things. Little do they know they are enough and what's inside of them is what matters. Last and final question I want you to ask yourself is looking at the social media platform that you post in most often, are you creating integrity? By that, I mean, can people come to expect a certain type of content from you? And I don't mean just one type of post, but a variety of like five or six type of posts where people tend to understand, oh, this is who she is. This is what she stands for. This is what I can expect because we feel a level of comfort, of trust, familiarity, friendliness. We feel warm and fuzzy inside when we're comfortable because this is familiar. This is what I've come to expect. This is what I know you for. This is why I've come back. This is my friend. This is someone who I know. Like we don't like the unknown. So it's nice to give people that feeling, not just from the type of content that you're posting, but the branded look and feel of it. The thing I'm focusing on in 2017, I don't, you know, and even preparing for this podcast, I went through all of my social media accounts. And even though I think many of my feature accounts, which are on Instagram, do a really great job of using a branded look and feel, I don't know that my personal stuff does that as well as it should and could. So I'm putting it out there right now to the universe that that's one of the things I'm going to do myself in 2017. I'm going to hire someone who's a branding expert who can just help me kind of on the visuals of my content. I believe that my content, meaning the type of content that I post, there's integrity there. You know what to expect. You know that I'm going to post about family, business, working less, being smart about things, decluttering, goal setting, fitness, health, things that just make you a better person in general. You know I'm going to post about that kind of stuff and occasionally we throw in some, you know, makeup, lashes, lips, eyebrows, etc. But for the most part, you know what to expect from me. It's like hanging out with your girlfriend. However, I don't think I've done a great job with the visual branding. And so by hiring someone to help me with this, I'm telling you, I know that's not my area of expertise and I know it's important. So that's where I'm going to put my focus in 2017 after doing my own personal assessment, looking at my own social media just prior to recording this podcast. I hope this is helpful to you. And I especially hope that those of you who aren't per se in business and at this exact moment, you're not thinking about creating a brand or developing your own image online. I still want you to give it some thought and consideration because at the end of the day, we want people to kind of know who we are and to take us or leave us, right? Like, if you don't like me, that's cool, but at least I want you to know who I am and what I stand for. And I want you to know that I'm good for it. I want you to know that I stand for some things. I want you to know who I am, what's important to me. And that's going to help me and you attract the kind of people who we like to be around, who we want to spend time with, who we want to help and serve, whether it's in social media or the real world. <laughs> Anyways, I love you. And I so appreciate you forwarding this to one of your friends. My goal is in the next 90 days to help more people find out about the podcast. And I can only do that with your help. So if there's this episode or some previous episode that you're like, yeah, I should look at some of her last episodes and see if there's, you know, a particular one that I should send to a friend. I just want to thank you in advance for doing that because you will help me reach more people. And for the love, podcasts are free. 
And when we expand our brains, when we are better people, we have a happier planet. There's a trickle-down effect. You know, when your friends start thinking about how they can be better, you're going to have better friendships. Like Your circle of friends keeps getting better the more you keep talking about personal development. Thank you. I love you. And never forget, you are the bomb.com. You want to minimize the number of poor decisions you make when it comes to your health. One thing that almost everyone needs to do is drink more water. It's something that I didn't do for many years, even as a health and fitness professional. I was surviving on a diet soda addiction. It was almost embarrassing. Like I would hide how much diet soda I was drinking, but I thought it was zero calories. And I literally considered that, quote, clean eating because it was zero calories. And I also didn't like drinking water. It was a tough habit to break, and I'm not proud of the fact that I drank that much diet soda for so many years, but I am really proud of the fact that I broke the habit and developed a new one. Today, I can tell you that I, on average, have 75 ounces of water per day. And in order for me to develop a habit, I had to develop a system. Because the definition of a habit is something you don't even have to think about, you just do it naturally. You don't have to use self-will or determination. You don't have to force yourself to do it. You just do it. And because I didn't love water and because I could never remember how much water I was drinking, I developed a system. I call it the 131 hydration system. And you don't have to be part of the 131 movement to enjoy the system that's going to help you drink at a minimum 75 ounces of water a day. There's a story behind it, and I want to share it with you. So once you're done with this podcast, can you write this down for me? Or will you remember it? I bet you'll remember it. It's really, really easy. 131H2O. And I am so excited to be hearing from former diet soda addicts just like me who are now cured and doing something healthy for themselves every single day. That's 131H2O.com. Okay. Okay. 